for us to do something. Good evening and welcome to Pello Talk. I'm Dave Pello, and tonight we're going to have a look at some of the headlines that have taken my interest. We're also going to have a look at what's taking your interest. Feel free to join the comments at any stage. Make sure you share this show with your friends and uh, hashtag Pello Talk. That's P-E-L-L-O-W-E. And uh, we will look forward to just uh, having a conversation together, speaking on behalf of you and me. Uh, anyway, speaking on behalf of myself, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly uh, what you have to say about the different topics. Uh, disagreement is welcome, not after an echo chamber. We are the acoustic treatment to the echo chamber, which is the lying harlot mainstream media. Uh, look forward to looking at topics tonight, such as Jacinta Price suing the ABC for racist defamation. We'll be looking at the... Um, the crash, the fatal crash in Queensland uh, where two parents, uh, a married couple and their unborn baby were killed by a uh, teen driver who was out on bail. Uh, we'll be looking at that because uh, the police are not going to be charging the driver with three murders, just two, uh, placing no value at all in law on the unborn baby. We'll be looking at what the Queensland government, which people such as Labor voters in Townsville who love their youth crime epidemic, uh, think that uh, the Labor government should do as a solution. We'll talk about Eddie Maguire, the uh, king of racism, allegedly uh, quitting. We'll also have a look at uh, another false accusation and that of Donald Trump's impeachment trial. Uh, so that's coming up tonight on Pello Talk. Thank you for joining me. Well, first of all, let's have a look at what's happening with Jacinta Price. So we'll just bring up that on screen and we can see the article here. Jacinta Price sues ABC for racist defamation. Jacinta Price is suing the ABC for defamation over comments on local radio by Aboriginal groups in northern New South Wales that had accused the conservative Indigenous politician of trying to spread racist vitriol and hate speech. You all know uh, Jacinta. She's frequently on uh, Pellow Talk and other good source shows um, as a contributor, somebody who speaks common sense and, and right thinking. She's uh, the deputy mayor of Alice Springs and... Uh, also a candidate for the Conservative Party uh, there as well. Uh, she is a Walpuri Celtic lady suing the ABC over a report that delved into an effort by nine local Aboriginal organisations to convince Coffs Harbour City Council to cancel her Mind the Gap speaking tour. If you don't recall that, she basically went on a speaking tour and, and people in Coffs Harbour wanted her obstructed and blocked from uh, hiring the local public venue because uh, they didn't like the things she has to say and they don't like her. They disagree with her politically, so they sought to defame her and cancel her, uh, did so successfully, and the ABC gladly published all of those comments without any balance whatsoever. The radio report broadcast on ABC Coffs Coast in September 2019 put the spotlight on freedom of speech by drawing national attention to the conservative politicians' staunch opposition to the idea that Australia Day should be moved to another date something that uh, even non-political Aboriginals uh, do. We covered that, I think, last week on uh, Pello Talk where there was a lady in Burke who lived out on a former reserve uh, in horrible poverty conditions, extreme poverty, uh, and a town which has uh, very limited services 
And, and she was saying, well, you know, Australia Day is meant to unite us and changing it's not going to help us. Ms Price, who launched defamation proceedings in September last year, settled her claim against the Coffs Harbour and District Local Aboriginal Land Council in November, but has continued to pursue the ABC for damages in the federal court. In an amended statement of claim filed in December, Ms Price says the ABC defamed her in multiple ways, including by conveying the meaning that she spreads racist vitriol, quote unquote, and intended to use her, quote, right-wing politics, end quote, to divide the Aboriginal community. Ms Price also claims the report conveyed the meaning that she encourages the type of attitude that once enabled atrocities against Aboriginal people after she labelled the rejection of her Mind the Gap talk by Coffs Harbour Aboriginal community groups as backward. And this is exactly what lefties do all the time. Uh, and I should say leftists. Uh, leftists do this all the time and lefties may sometimes do it. And the distinction for me is that leftists are somewhat uh, radically adherent to an ideology, uh, whereas lefties uh, are less extreme and just more inclined to vote left of, of centre generally. And what leftists do is they, they simply completely uh, forgive themselves for reality detachment and instead they defame uh, the person that disagrees with them and they completely dishonestly misrepresent the meaning of what they say. If you want to quote a leftist, you have to uh, take them in context, you have to uh, give them credit for what they meant to say and you have to uh, you know, be, be gracious and understanding and, and intellectually honest. But when a leftist is quoting somebody they disagree with, they feel absolutely entitled and fully uh, irrefutable in whatever accusation or misrepresentation they want to make about what the other person has said, somebody that they disagree with, the scapegoat for their anger, their wrath uh, and their lust for revolution. They want to bring down everything that's established and known and good. And uh, the reason they do this is a thirst for power. Uh, they just want to destroy everything and hopefully they get an increased power out of the anarchy and rubble that's left behind of society. And so they don't care what Jacinda Price meant. They only care for the opportunity to make her look evil. And she's not. She's an extremely sensible lady. So in the wake of the report on ABC Coffs Coast, the broadcaster's Alice Springs Station aired an interview with the chief executive of Coffs Harbour's Aboriginal Land Council, Mr Nathan Brennan. The amended statement of claim says the interview conveyed 13 defamatory meanings. So it's, it doesn't even have to be their words. The fact that, that they conveyed the meaning uh, may be articulated by somebody else without context balance or right of reply, as the ABC should do, um, is enough to make them guilty of this charge. Well, in my mind, guilty of defamation. Certainly they've published it as if true. Um, the amended statement of claim says the interview conveyed 13 defamatory meanings, including she should not have been permitted by Coffs Harbour Council to speak in the town because she, quote, spreads hate speech, end quote, about Aboriginal people and had tried to spread, quote, racist vitriol, end quote, to schools. Uh, well, I, I don't know that even if that was true, 
uh, Coffs Harbour Council should ban her from using uh, council properties. Uh, if she spreads hate speech and racist vitriol, she could be a leftist. Um, why would you ban them just because you disagree with them? What you do do is make the venue available for somebody else with a, a right way of thinking. Continuing the article published in The Australian, it further states that Ms Price labelled the Gumbangyanga people, I apologise if I didn't pronounce that right, the local Aboriginal group, as backward. So the interview stated that Ms Price labelled the local Aboriginal group as backward, the people as backward. Now remember up ahead, she labelled up, up above in this article, it details that she labelled the rejection of her mind, gap, mind the Gap talk by the local Aboriginal group as backward. Their behaviour, their decision, their rhetoric, their immaturity was backward, not the local Aboriginal group. Again, truth doesn't matter to a leftist. By doing so, and here's why they said it's important why that this is why it's important to them that they attribute actual racism and hate speech to someone when they totally willfully misinterpret what she says and misrepresent what she says because if she called the local aboriginal people backward which she didn't in their statement it claims that she shares the same attitudes towards aboriginal people of which she is one that has enabled quote Europeans to massacre them, to rape their women, to kill them, to steal their land and to treat them as subhuman, end quote. So these people are not interested in a reasonable, rational debate. They are not sincere at all. They refuse to debate. They simply want to demonise in the worst possible way. They're not just calling Jacinta racist. They're saying she is interested and intending to enable uh, an attitude towards Aboriginal people which will encourage massacre, rape, murder, theft, and dehumanisation. That, that is just unconscionable that these people think they deserve uh, credibility in debate. Uh, I, I can't believe the ABC even published them as credible in the first place, let alone failed to give uh, Jacinta a right of reply. The publication greatly injured Ms Price's personal business and professional reputation and caused her to suffer hurt feelings. In a statement on Sunday, a spokesman for the ABC said it had put forward a proposal to resolve the matter but had not yet received a response. At the time, the broadcaster conceded it, it was remiss in not offering Ms Price the opportunity to respond personally to local criticism. Ms Price, the country Liberal Party's candidate for the seat of Lingyari at the 2019 federal election, later accused the ABC of a, quote, racist, sexist and illiberal pylon, end quote. And that's pretty accurate because she's an Aboriginal and not towing the homogenised, infantilised uh, groupthink identity politics of blacktivists. Let's have a look at some of the comments uh, now coming up on YouTube. Don't forget, uh, and Facebook, wherever you're watching. Chris Hewitt says, unfortunately, the taxpayers will pay the fine and defence costs for the ABC. The ABC won't even notice. That is a fair call. Anxious Aussie says, Rancy's response to being told she was misinforming people re-COVID was to cry homophobe and racist. Maybe it's more a personality type than a political leaning. Interesting. 
uh, YouTube official, no name, <laughs> says nothing highlights the hypocrisy of the left more than the targeting of people, their oppressed groups who have the audacity to contradict leftist dogma. So true, religious persecution. Truth doesn't matter to some leftists, uh, to some not leftists either, Anxious Aussie says. Well, that's true. And sadly, there are quite a few people uh, who would normally vote right of centre um, who think imitating this despicable, immature, um, insincere behaviour is, is the way to go, and it's simply not. Um, YouTube official says, it's fantastic Jacinda Price is suing the ABC. The ABC is absolutely unaccountable, both through its own complaints process and through ACMA, which invariably sides with the ABC, and that is the truth. Okay, let's have a look at uh, the next article that I want to go through tonight. Um, here we go. Sorry, just switching screens rapidly. Alexandra Hill's crash teen murder accused uh, slapped with more charges. Police have this morning confirmed they will not be adding a third murder charge following the death of Kate Ledbetter and Maddie Field's unborn child, Miles. So this unborn child has a name. Uh, this, this unborn child uh, was murdered uh, along with his parents. Um, but the teen has been um, slapped with a string of further offences. Police have this morning confirmed they will not be adding a third murder charge following the death of Kate Ledbetter and Maddie Field's unborn child, Miles. The teenager charged with murder has, however, been slapped with a string of further offences, including three counts of dangerous operation of a motor vehicle while adversely affected by an intoxicating substance, one count of driving dangerously. Um, sorry, I'm not sure why this is not scrolling for me here. Um, driving with a disqualified licence. Disqualified, intoxicated and out on bail. It comes on the day Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announced courts will be given the powers to deploy GPS trackers as a condition of bail on youth offenders as part of the government's response to the public outcry following a spate of high-profile incidents. Where was the public outcry when there was a massive a crime, youth crime spree in Townsville? Was, is, and ongoing. Why did the Townsville voters return the failed Palaszczuk Labor government, who is notoriously soft on crime, they actually undid good laws that the LNP had made under Campbell Newman, not because they had any evidence or any valid criticism of those laws, but because Campbell Newman was Premier when they were made and they just like to destroy things. And so this is the wake and the legacy, not of Labor government alone, but of Labor government and Labor government enablers, aka Labor voters. Shame on you. These people's lives and their baby's life the blood is on your hands for voting for a government that is soft on youth crime. This is what you wanted more of. And maybe on balance of things, you thought that was a justifiable decision, but it was your decision. The couple, who were farewelled on Monday in a funeral for close family and friends, were walking their dog when they were hit and killed in a horror crash involving an allegedly stolen car. Disqualified license, uh, driving intoxicated, in a stolen car while out on bail. Wonderful specimen of humanity released by the laws and legislation and the courts of Queensland under this government. The teen was out on bail for driving offences, including running away from the police. 
Police allege the 17-year-old Waterford West male, whose initial charges included two counts of murder and one count of dangerous operation of a vehicle adversely affected by an intoxicating substance, was driving the stolen vehicle. Now, here's the interesting bit. I'm sorry you can't read this so well. Queensland Police Service Assistant Commissioner Brian Codd said there was no suitable legal framework to be able to apply the third murder charge. Quote, we have now received legal advice indicating that a specific charge of killing an unborn child under the provision of the criminal code is not available to us on this occasion. I'm going to read those paragraphs again. This is the legacy of Labor voters and Labor government. The Queensland Police Service Assistant Commissioner Brian Codd said there was no suitable legal framework to be able to apply the third murder charge. They acknowledged that three people were killed. Three living humans were killed. A mother, a father, and their unborn child, pre-born child, with the name Miles. We named our kids long before they were born too. But this same Labor government at least is consistent in their disregard for the value and sanctity of living humans. This is the government that voted for full-term abortions with no restrictions in Queensland. You just need to say you want it. Then all your abortionist has to do is get a second doctor to sign off on it via an email or a phone call with no personal consultation of the poor woman having that abortion. That is unrestricted full-term abortion on demand, funded by the taxpayer, no pain medication required for the baby at late term in their termination, which is surgical, cruel and horrific. And frequently, these babies can actually be delivered alive and then they are abandoned and left to die. This is not uh, hearsay or hyperbole. This is the testimony of the Queensland Health Minister in on record, on Hansard record in Parliament. This is a fact. Dozens of babies have been left to die after failed abortions. They're not, they're not given palliative care. They're not given life-saving measures when the woman is no longer pregnant. They are left to die. That, just as much as a, a medical abortion with a pill in the early stages, is unconscionable. And that is the culture of the Queensland Labor government and the New South Wales Liberal government and the Victorian Labor government and the South Australian Liberal government that is trying to pass the same or worse laws in all of their states if they're not already there. This is horrific. Not only that, they refuse to allow any kind of protest or even prayer within 150 metres of these abortion clinics. Little wonder then that there is no legislative framework for the police to charge an unlicensed, intoxicated car thief who's out on bail for driving offences while running away from police when he kills a mother, a father and their unborn baby. Why would the Labor government recognise the humanity of an unborn child and apply legal consequences when a third party, an unrelated person to that child, murders that child? They would have to acknowledge 
the humanity and sanctity and dignity of that living human child. Shame on the Labor government. Shame on you if you're a Labor voter. Murders. This is absolutely the same as slavery, if not worse. At least the slaves got to live for a little while in total misery. You people who support abortion have absolutely no regard for the sanctity of human life whatsoever. You cannot support it one millimetre. A living human is a living human. And at every stage of development, they are entitled to the same dignity as every other living human at any other stage of human development. Little scientific names like fetus, zygote, embryo, these things make absolutely no difference to the fact that post-fertilization, 96% of biologists agree a human, a new, unique, living human life has begun. Simple biology. It's not religion. It's basic humanity. This was agreed to and assented to in 1948 when the Universal Declaration of Human Rights was acknowledged. In the same year, the World Medical Association decided that the physician's oath should protect all human life from conception. Everybody knew long before Roe v. Wade, long before abortion got legalized, that, that life began at fertilization. This isn't a modern scientific breakthrough, but it has been confirmed over and over and over and over again by every scientific breakthrough. There is no science whatsoever that casts doubt on fertilization as the moment a new human life begins. Absolute consensus. Even when uh, biologists surveyed a predominantly leftist, democratic, pro-abortion uh, politically, they can't deny the science that each new living life is begun at fertilization. And where's the government to recognize this? And the federal liberal government is no better. They have absolutely no problem, us taxpayers, being forced to fund the murder of, of, of living humans in the abortion industry. This secret slave trade, oppression of humans, genocidal, systemically racist, disproportionately targeting people of minority ethnic backgrounds and poor people. Absolutely appalling. And we have to fund it with our tax dollars. A very good reason to make sure you pay as little tax as legally possible to your state and federal government because they are using it to fund genocide. Be generous, help people, but do so where you know it's going to go. Tax isn't the only way to be generous and provide welfare. Got me wound up. Let's move on to some more leftism. All right. We're going to have a look at Eddie Maguire. Now, we spoke about Jacinta Price being uh, misrepresented a second ago. Let's have a look at the same thing happening to Eddie Maguire. Eddie Maguire quits as Collingwood president. Now, I have no love or affection for Eddie Maguire. I don't know if he's left or right. I don't really care. But what we have here is... Uh, cancel culture, uh, where reality makes absolutely no difference. I'm going to read from The Australian again. Embattled Collingwood president Eddie Maguire has stood down denying the club is racist after a damning report found systemic prejudice within the organisation. I try my best and I don't always get it right, but I don't stop trying, he said hoarsely in Melbourne on Tuesday. Today, effectively, I, I, effective immediately, I stepped down from the presidency of the Collingwood president. 
Well, that was mixed words. Thanking Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and Sports Minister Martin Pakula, Mr Maguire said since he became president in 1998, his sole motivation was to heal, unite, inspire and drive a new social conscience. Well, there's your problem, Eddie. It's football. It's football. But he denied Collingwood was a racist organisation, pointing to the club's work with Aboriginal communities as well as women, the LGBT community and the homeless. It's why I'm so proud of our club and the people every day of the week who benefit and who are inspired by the very purpose of being Collingwood, and that is to be a beacon of hope for all people. Oh, my goodness. It's football, Eddie. Particularly those at their lowest ebb or who have been socially isolated and left behind. He said, before a backdrop that featured the Collingwood logo but none of the club's sponsors. Mr. Maguire said he had become a lightning rod, a.k.a. scapegoat, for vitriol following his comments last week that the arrival of the report on racism was a proud day. His position as president has become untenable. He said, it's because we've got so much going on, so much good to do, and with the interruptions and pressure from COVID-19 that I committed to continue my presidency until the end of this season. However, I don't think it's either fair or tenable for the club or community. A tearful Maguire described his involvement in the club as the first time I ever felt part of a community. I love my memories of Victoria Park, he said, referring to the club's home ground. His decision to step down follows the publication of a letter by prominent Magpies supporters published earlier on Tuesday. Mr Maguire choked back tears from the outset of the press conference. He cited progress in creating opportunities for women and Indigenous players, but conceded the report had found systemic racism at the club. I haven't read the report. I don't know what systemic racism means because... Certainly in America, it means absolutely nothing at all. And here, it means absolutely nothing at all. So in AFL and the football club, I have no idea how they've been systemically racist. Maybe they're disproportionately killing black children in abortion clinics. Eddie Maguire admitted the club's efforts had not always been good enough. And for that, we are sorry. We're sorry we're not perfect. Over the past week, Collingwood's present and past players have issued apologies for the issues unveiled in the Do Better report. Look, if you know what was in the Do Better report, um, I'd love to know if there's any actual incidences of racism. I'm sure racists exist, but that's a long way away from systemic racism. Mr. Maguire said he was going to take a break from his media responsibilities to recoup and heal. Poor privileged millionaire. To old mate Joffa Korf and my beloved Magpie Army, I am with you all side by side, he said. Black and white forever. Uh, so what happened... Here, let's see if it's in the article. Uh, there's a whole lot of blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. If, if you don't recall, if, if you don't know the story here, what happened was this report came out about systemic racism in the Collingwood Football Club. And I, I do use scare quotes, air quotes, around um, systemic racism uh, because I believe it's it's hyperbolized, exaggerated by maybe a thousand percent, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I'm actually trying to be conservative and avoid saying it doesn't exist. Um, so show me uh, systemic racism and I will help you fight it, uh, but it has to be real. You can't just say there's systemic racism and expect me to join you. You, you actually have to show racism. Like uh, if the Collingwood Football Club said uh, they didn't want any more than one token black person in their side, that would be systemically racist. That would be a written rule that should be changed, which, which limited the amount of uh, ethnic minorities that were allowed on the team. If they said they didn't want any ethnic minorities and they only wanted a white football team or 
the ethnic minorities only got menial tasks or, or second grade slots and were never allowed the best jobs, the best pay or, or the best positions on the basis of their skin colour, that would be systemic racism. It would be terrible. Uh, and that would be something that they should, I would criticise it and they should change if that was the case. So tell me, please, in, in the comments, if there's any actual systemic, institutionalised, legitimised, codified racism at the Collingwood Football Club or anywhere in Australia for that matter, that would be really interesting. Again, I'm happy to point it out to you. It's the disproportionate rate at which the slaughter of unborn children in industrialised, uh, clinicalised child sacrifice uh, industry in Australia, aka abortion clinics, they are systemically targeting and affecting uh, disproportionately the ethnic minorities and economic vulnerable economically vulnerable people in Australia that's terrible that's an injustice we should fight uh, and we should reduce the number of abortions there not increase the abortions by rich people so uh, the thing that he's being scapegoated for and the thing that he's being hounded out of a career and having his presidency terminated a year early when he was already planning on resigning at the end of the season is because in a speech uh, in a press conference or, or a, a private speech um, following the release of this report, he said words to the effect of uh, it was a significant and, and important day that the club was very proud of. Now, I actually wasn't there and and the con I, I don't have any appreciation for the context of the 30 seconds or the three minutes before or after he said that. But without any context, my immediate suspicion is that he was talking not about being proud of racism, but being proud of the willingness to be honest about it and confront it, however true uh, the report may be, being an academic question. Let's assume the report was true. I, I mean, what idiot thinks Eddie Maguire made a speech where he said he was proud of the racism of the club? I mean, seriously, what kind of special cretin thought Eddie Maguire was proud that Collingwood had been called racist and, and that he said that or meant that. Again, we have another example where the actual meaning of the words, the actual intent of what was said is completely irrelevant to the people who were out on a witch hunt for racists, racists under the bed everywhere. And sadly, these people are actually destroying real fights against real racism real racial injustices. But hey, we got a millionaire to quit his presidency of an AFL club where he'd been there for 18 years. He's leaving four to six months early. Fantastic. Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're, you're true social justice warriors who have changed the condition, the plights and injustice of everybody suffering racial inequality in Australia. Eddie Maguire, his bank balance won't change at all. His home comforts and white privilege won't change at all, but you've struck a blow to change the lives and you've, you've at least made a decent gesture. All racists around Australia will pay attention and immediately stop their immature, jerkish behaviour. Their characters will be rectified completely immediately because until you did this, nobody knew racism was bad or that there could be bad consequences for it. Well done to you. Advancing Australia says the whole Collingwood issue revolves around middle-class women imposing their morality on working-class men. You sexist. 
Um, Anxious Aussie says they'll get another railing into replacing. Well, goodbye, Collingwood, if they do that. She's very good at taking a, a club and turning it upside down. Chris Hewitt says, I've never seen widespread racism in Australia. He's 57. You've met a racist, of course, but that is different from <laughs> widespread racism. It's like I've met an alcoholic and no, there is no systemic alcoholism in Australia. There's lots of alcoholics, uh, but there's no systemic alcoholism where there's any rules, regulations or codification legislation that actually says alcoholism is good. There is no systemic about it. Um, Advancing Australia says, I've read the report. Thank you. There is not one allegation in the document. It's a must read and relies heavily on scare quotes with no evidence. It's a document that relies on concepts of anti-racism. Look, at the Church and State Summit this year, we are going to be um, doing an entire session. I believe we're devoting an hour to examining the topic of systemic racism. Uh, that is something I would really encourage you to come to. It's a Christian conference designed for Christians. We're going to be looking at uh, God's view of racial justice and, and what the Bible has to say about it because so many of these ideas are good values that have just been used to, to bludgeon people with and that's certainly not the way justice should work. We should pursue justice but when, um, you know, for example, Jesus said, uh, man, the Sabbath was made for man, the day of rest. Good things uh, in the law were made to bless us. We weren't made to be slaves to them, uh, that they might destroy our lives and become oppressive burdens. That's definitely not the plan at all. Uh, but uh, Dr. Stephen Shavira is going to be talking to us about systemic racism, what it is, its background. He's, uh, his um, PhD is in um, uh, political theory, political history, religious history, and modern political philosophy. Uh, he's a great thought leader in Australia, somebody I, I can't um, speak about highly enough and um, love it when, when he explains something. He makes it so accessible and he's so knowledgeable and got so much research to bring it down. So let's have a look and let's understand exactly what critical race theory is. If uh, you just want to check out that, that one video and a, a couple of the others or you're too far away from Brisbane or Hobart and you can't get to the conference, you can always still register as if you're going to the conference and just choose the video ticket option and that's only $20. So can thoroughly recommend that for you. Um, the Faith Militant says it starts with social justice rounds and Indigenous jerseys, then comes the witch hunts. Congratulations to AFL fans for allowing their sport to be hijacked. Exactly right. And, and you know, this is Eddie's own fault. I mean, silly man, he, he's the one who's playing up to all this politics and social engineering in sport. It's football, Eddie. Kick the ball, score a goal, go home. That's it. You don't need to change the world. You don't need to change the world. This corporate social responsibility has just become absolutely ridiculous. Um, Anxious Aussie uh, makes mention of another of the guest speakers at the Church and State Summit 2021 coming up. Matt Canavan made a sneaky, cheeky comment at the end of an interview today, said he was going to call for gender quotas in the nationals because there are too many women. Indeed. Uh, but of course, you know, that would only work one way. Uh, men are the oppressor, even when we're in the minority. Uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, Christians and whites and uh, middle-aged people, married people, uh, cisgender, they think that's not a thing. Um, if you're not confused, 
that that doesn't get a label that that actually doesn't get a, a label that is statistically normal average unremarkable all right it's time to have a look at another victim of the uh, of the the left's willful misrepresentation misinterpretation of everything you can see his face you know his name it's donald trump uh, his impeachment team sets out an aggressive defense you know there is nobody less interested in what donald trump was trying to say to the the uh, fans and and followers who he was talking to in twitter in the day of the capitol hill riots there is nobody less interested in that than the democrats who are impeaching him for what he said they have no interest at all in the facts they completely misrepresent uh, and totally disregard the fact that he told them to be peaceful and uh, to be law-abiding and when things got out of hand to go home. Uh, if he was trying to incite a riot, it's a pretty poor strategy to tell people to go home halfway through. Like, uh, of course that was going to happen. Um, that that there would, if that was what he wanted. Um, and for him to then act surprised about it, it kind of proof that that wasn't what he wanted. That wasn't what he intended. At, at any stage. Uh, so, so how ridiculous. And, of course, the Democrats are not uh, trying to fight incitement of riots either. Uh, something like 97% of the riots in the last 12 months have been started by Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, the Democrats are not interested in those at all. And, of course, those aren't just riots. Those are where they're burning down police stations, invading federal buildings and courthouses and, you know, all the ingredients of the Capitol Hill riot times 10 and, and then scores and scores and scores of those results, which were totally incited, supported and applauded by many Democrat uh, politicians, candidates and, and personalities, media and all the like. Um, so <laughs> there's absolutely no truth whatsoever uh, to their uh, feigned interest in, in justice in this case. Uh, impeachment is just a word that means accusation. Uh, the accusation of Donald Trump uh, is, and, and here's the other thing, to a certainty, this will not go anywhere. Uh, to a certainty, this is a show trial with no justice at all. It's a mere pretense that the charges are valid, credible or coherent, that they have any basis in evidence whatsoever. Uh, and and the, the, the mere fact is that the charges have been laid by the House, the accusations made by the Congress, and now they have to go to the Senate where there is an absolute certainty that Donald Trump will be acquitted. And absolute, his defence doesn't even, I mean, we're going to have a look at his defence now, but his, his defence doesn't even matter because he's going to be acquitted. The vast majority of the Republicans in the Senate do not believe that this is even constitutional. He's not the president. You can't impeach somebody who's not in office. The point of impeachment is to, if convicted, remove from office. That's the only point. The only point of this. Now, of course, the Democrats' strategy uh, that they hope to ban him um, by because once impeached, if convicted, once convicted uh, in office, you can't stand for any public office again. So the Democrats are just desperate to head off 
Trump's possible re-candidacy in 2024. The thing they fear more than anything else is somebody who disagrees with them having any power whatsoever. They're not interested in democracy. They're only interested in power. They're not interested in the will of the American people. They're only interested in power. That's why it's get Trump and get whoever else represents him and his, his uh, agenda, his common sense, his right thinking, his policies of, of ending dependence on China and funding uh, child sacrifice, industrialized child sacrifice. Let's read this article in The Australian by David Charter. Donald Trump's legal team set out an aggressive defense strategy for the former president before the beginning of the historic second impeachment trial on Wednesday with a call for senators to reject this brazen political act. Of course it's a brazen political act. Well said. It's purely political. Nearly perfectly down political lines with a couple of rhinos thrown in uh, for good measure. Uh, the, the fact is that there's not an, a, a lawyer needed a judge, a reference to constitution or, or constitutionality. This is absolutely incredible. In answer to the charge of inciting insurrection over the mob attack on the US Capitol last month, Mr. Trump's team sought to turn the tables on Democrats by accusing them of being a danger to democracy for bringing the prosecution against him. Absolutely. Democrats said they will show that Mr. Trump summoned the large crowd of his supporters uh, when Congress met to ratify the election, intending to trigger violence when he urged them to fight like hell and that his pressure on election officials to find votes proved his desperation to retain power. That's the pot calling the kettle black. So these words, fight like hell. Is it possible? Is it possible? Do you think it's possible that the words fight like hell have ever been used by anybody else ever to represent anything other than incitement to violence or a call to arms? Is it possible that fight like hell could be a reference to lawful, peaceful protest and political action without violence? Is it possible the words fight like hell or fight have ever been used in a political phrase? Hmm. Or is it more possible that Donald Trump, President of the United States, who's gone through all the court motions and everything else necessary legally, who later, who at the same time, at the same speech that he said fight like hell, instructed peaceful marches on the Capitol Hill, is it possible that he actually just wanted a peaceful protest as per the context and reasonable inference of everything that he said may be. Mr. Trump, 74, is the first US president to be impeached twice because we've never had such a recklessly vandalistic anti-democracy opposition as we currently have had. It has never been more polarised because wrong-thinking people, leftists, have never been more determined to overthrow Donald Trump. Evidence, the last four years, five years now, four and a half years since the 2016 election and the 2017 inauguration, they have never for once accepted him as their president or gotten on board uh, with a basic level of cooperation. They've only ever with Russian collusion and, and all kinds of other strategies, they've only ever been trying to undo his presidency. That is why impeachment has happened twice, because it's an indictment on the opposition, 
their lack of, of grace, their lack of maturity, and their lack of respect for democracy. So, look, there's no chance at all that he is going to be um, impeached. No chance. Uh, no, I mean, he's already impeached. There's no chance at all he's going to be convicted. Every chance, every probability, he will be acquitted. Okay. Um, uh, and look, there's, there's plenty of video testimony of, of really credible people, really, really mainstream, uh, very peaceful, very law-abiding, respectable people um, who were at that Capitol Hill protest for the entire thing. And they were absolutely shocked and horrified. They, they said uh, the behaviour of everybody was really, really, really great. And there was these outbreaks and minority scuffles and things that, that went on. And, and that's not to downplay how bad what did happen, but it's certainly not representative of the nature of the event or the vast majority of people that were there. Now, if anybody was to say, well, you can say the same thing about the Black Lives Matter protests, well, that cuts both ways. They did say the same thing about the Black Lives Matter protests. And all of a sudden, the, the behaviour of the majority of people doesn't matter when it's, when it's in your political favour to tar them all with one brush. Well, if they were mostly peaceful protests with burning buildings in the background, then the Capitol Hill protest was also mostly peaceful. And of course, when the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, we were saying, charge the criminals, let everybody who's obeying the law and following police directions go home. And it was the Democrats who said, no, 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 they're justified, they're rationalised and, and they're, they're, you know, they're understandable. But, but now we're saying, hey, we're still saying be consistent. I don't care if they're on our side or not. Charge them with a crime if they broke the law and, and absolutely throw the book at them. They should not be um, violently demonstrating at, at any stage. That's my opinion. Chris Hewitt says, we're going to wrap it up now. The second impeachment will flop in the Senate again. What will they do next? Pelosi and her friends are unhinged. Uh, well, Chris, my opinion is, my prediction is they will um, they will try to add uh, the two states, Washington, Columbia, the District of Columbia, and um, uh, what's the other one? Please help me. can't remember right now, but, but there's one of the uh, territories of uh, American Samoa. No, anyway, there's one of the territories, um, Puerto Rico. Forgive me. I'm, I'm just guessing now. Um, tell me in the comments if you can think of it. Um, but they will add those two states, which will give them extra senators, which will give them, uh, you know, their left-leaning states. So those um, territories, those American territories, have already had referendums, so they're easy to add with the approval of, of the um, Congress and Senate. Um, Brian, uh, oh, sorry, Chris, the other thing, they'll, they'll stuff the Senate, they'll pack the Senate, they'll pack the bench. Um, they will expand the Supreme Court to to remove that last check against uh, executive excess, which is absolutely what they're doing. Um, Chris says, good to see you fired up tonight. That's how I feel so often. Thanks, Chris. Uh, just trying to get in the habit of this, really. It's, it's new for me. I'm usually well-controlled and just moderating other people's, trying to make way for other people to have a chat. Uh, Psychedelic says Candace Owens for president. Yeah, we could probably do worse. I, th I think she has to be 35 years old. Um, Janelle Willis sends a YouTube link. Um, 
this person says, seriously thought the left would tire from their tantrum. I know, right? How long can they keep up this, this demonic behaviour? It's absolutely weird. Um, they absolutely have the fanaticism of a cult. Um, uh, Michael Donnelly, they said it was a BLM-inspired review. I'm not sure what that's a ref reference to. Puerto Rico, I did get that right. Thank you, YouTube official. Um, and Michael Donnelly says only presidents can be impeached. Well, that's right. And most of the Republicans in the Senate are saying this is a completely unconstitutional uh, impeachment hearing. Um, and so they're just voting against it. There was resounding um, majority voting against of Republicans. Of course, it carried. Um, uh, but there was a huge majority of Republicans voting against it, even going ahead of the articles even being heard because it was unconstitutional. Um, so, yeah. Well, look, that's uh, the end of the hour. Thank you for watching. I do want to encourage you to uh, support The Good Source. Um, we're producing lots of good videos and podcasts as well as lots of articles on the web website, goodsource.news. We'd love to see you there, share the articles, videos, and podcasts. Thanks for interacting tonight and uh, sharing this with your friends. Don't forget the only way to guarantee that you will hear from your favourite Good Source uh, writers and presenters when we get kicked off um, the corporate giant social media channels. Uh, it's a matter of when, not if. The only way to ensure against that day and make sure that they don't get to choose what you see and hear is to go to the website and subscribe. You should also Put your hand in your pocket for $5, $10, $20 a month voluntarily. Uh, this is completely free. It's no scam. But if you would support us, that would be greatly appreciated. This kind of work is not free. And we really need to get uh, more staff to enable better research, better production, and more shows, more content, so that you can get off the mainstream media and onto the media that you choose and would like to hear from. That streaming content that you can watch and review at a time that suits you from voices you can trust to be transparent about their sources and prejudices. I'm Christian uh, and generally conservative. And if you bear that in mind when I say things, you can uh, you know weigh things accordingly. Um, so... Uh, Two police and Antifa were amongst those that went into the building. So there's a, a bunch of uh, good comments there. Look, uh, just following on that thought, head to goodsource.news every day for daily videos and podcasts. And um, we would also like you to help us fight fake news by becoming a monthly supporter. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Haven't gotten around to doing those uh, new, uh, smaller um, social channels yet. Uh, however, I am on those main three. Uh, as well as YouTube, uh, just at Dave Pello. Don't forget, I would really love to see you at the Church and State Summit. Uh, we have, I think, about 50 seats left. Um, they are selling out fast. It's unlikely they'll be available at the door. If there are any tickets left, you can get them at the door. Um, but jump in now. Uh, I think you've got the rest of this week to get an early bird special. It runs out uh, before Valentine's Day. Um, but you can get... The entire summit, 12 sessions, I think, 12 hours of viewing for just $20. It's not even a dollar a video. And if you can't afford that, I will donate it on your behalf. But fantastic content, um, and you'll get to watch that live. We've got Senator Matt Canavan. We've got Senator Amanda Stoker. We've got George Pell, Carl Fays, 
Uh, we've got a great afternoon um, that's designed to build the confidence and courage, uh, afternoon and evening on Friday, designed to build the confidence and courage of Christians to participate in the public square. Something very, very close to my heart is to get people like me, my tribe, um, evangelical, Pentecostals, Protestants, Catholics, anybody who calls themselves a Christian to get off the sideline and into the political fight. Look, I'm going to finish up with a quote on that note. Uh, and I'm going to switch camera views while we're at it. And this is a quote from one of the famous preachers of the last century, Charles Finney. And he says this so well. This is the whole purpose and spirit, the objective of the church and state summit. If you're not a Christian, you should support this because this is good for the nation. And if you are a Christian, you should get there, you should get your pastor there, you should get your friends there, you should buy the videos and you should watch them and support them and, and, and get us along to your church and your city to, to do a, a seminar or a session there um, because this is such an important message. And here's the quote. Here's the spirit of the Church and State Summit. Quoting Charles Finney, No man can possibly be benevolent or religious to the full extent of his obligations without concerning himself to a greater or lesser extent with the affairs of human government. No man can possibly be benevolent or religious to the full extent of his obligations without concerning himself to a greater or lesser extent with the affairs of human government. Well, that's it for Pello Talk tonight, this day. Thank you very much for watching. And uh, I look forward to seeing you Thursday night on The Good Source for Not Q&A. Good night. It's time for us to do something. Na, 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 na.